Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to Living Color Abroad. I'm your host, Angel Rodriguez. And in this very, very special and different episode, you'll be listening to my brothers. That's right, my own flesh and blood, Anthony and Joseph. And they're going to talk about hip-hop and DMX. In particular, we're going to discuss the cultural impact that DMX has left on New York City and hip-hop culture. As most of you know, he unfortunately passed away a couple weeks ago. Anthony's going to take us through what it was like to grow up in the late 80s, early 90s in New York City and how hip-hop culture influenced him. And Joseph's going to take us through what artists influenced his style. He used to rap, so he's going to take us through all of that, his top five artists, Anthony's top five artists, and finally, what they think about the state of hip-hop as it is today. This is a special one. Hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. Anthony, Joseph, brothers, welcome to A Living Color Abroad. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, bro? What's up? What's up? What's going Ch- on, man? Chilling, chilling, chilling. For those that are listening, I know I always say it's difficult to get people on the podcast because they live all over the world. But there's nobody difficult to get a hold of than my brother Joseph Anthony at the same time to be on the podcast. So it's definitely very, very special. All right, Joseph, let's start with you, yeah. Joseph. Please yeah. talk... <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, please tell our listeners up, a little bro? bit about yourself. I well, um, my name is Joseph, one of Angel's older brothers. I know him a lot, you know what I mean? I'm out here in Florida. You know, hip hop has always been a thing for me. I used to write a little bit myself. And um yeah, man, let's let's talk about it. All right, Anthony. Uh my name is Anthony. I am Angel's unfortunate older brother, um, and I consider myself a, a hip-hop connoisseur. I think that's why I'm on the show today. <laughs> that's exactly right where both of you are on, and for those that are listening, you're thinking about what in the world does it have to do with living abroad, and obviously, that's the same question they asked me. The same question. Exactly. <laughs> Be right. Can we ask questions too? <laughs> yes, you can ask questions. But I'm the one asking questions here. It's my show, Joseph. <laughs> but nah, so I definitely understand. But listen, I want to talk about this. Joseph alluded to this a little bit earlier offline. Like, obviously, this is going to be late, uh, titled DMX and Hip Hop, or Hip Hop and DMX. Mm-hmm. And obviously, DMX is a cultural icon. We're all from New York City. And how Anthony and Joseph just said, these are the two people that I speak to the most when it comes to hip hop. Um, and so I'm like, I wanted to hear their thoughts, not just on DMX's unfortunate passing and the impact he had on hip hop, but also hip hop in general, hip hop culture, which we know is worldwide. Wherever you guys go anywhere around the world, you're going to hear hip hop, right? So I think it's still relevant, you know, to the extent. All right, let's get right to it. So before we get like right, you know, into DMX stuff like that, let's talk a little, start a little more broad and then we'll get a little bit more granular. So what was your first introduction to hip hop in general? Any of you go first? All right, I'll, I'll start first. I would say my first first hip hop I listened to was uh, that was the actually I'm going way way back going to the Fat Boys. And it's actually funny because one of those members recently passed away, mm. and I actually reached out to our uncle Pete because he's the one that you know put me on to hip hop. So he would come in from school, 
and he would just play records and I like cassette tapes or CDs like actual vinyl records mm. like this is this is what it was back then and I reached out to him and I let him know you know I was like you know this guy passed away and you know I appreciate that you know you put me on you helped you you introduced me to to hip hop and I've been a fan ever since and you know and it sucks that you know that now I have to speak to him about someone that you know we both kind of grew up listening to passing away Right. So it's kind of it kind of brings us uh, kind of full circle while we're talking. I think. One hundred percent agree, Joseph. Yeah, and it's funny because um, actually Anthony kind of put me on at the early age with hip hop. I want to say my first artist. I mean, you know, Heavy Biggie, of course. But it was a whole bunch of them. I mean, it was like Nas, Jay Z, of course, DMX, um, The Locks. There was a lot of artists that that I started listening to at an early age. But Anthony, to answer the question, Anthony was pretty much the one that, you know, he had cassette tapes at that time. I remember yeah, like, the, the mix tapes. Yeah, the DJ, uh, DJ Clue, I think it was. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of those, so... Yeah, and, and and just to give you guys even more details, Anthony. So they obviously they're both my older brothers. Anthony is the eldest of all of us. We're one of six, five boys, one girl. Anthony was born in '78. Joseph is uh, he's fourth in line. He was born in '86. So we kind of have like two generations here. Anthony, I, I looked this up before we, we uh, got on. Anthony is considered Gen X. Uh, people oh, in, in that generation and me and Joseph Joseph I don't know if you know this we're actually both millennials somehow some way but we're <laughs> so... that's surprising to me I didn't I didn't think you fall in that category what, what category would I fall in <laughs> I think Joseph would disagree I think you would both disagree I think either of you want to be in each other's yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that, you know, <laughs> it didn't go that way. <laughs> so yeah, so it's cool that we have like two gener- two generational, you know, perspectives here. And like similar to you, Joseph, my first exposure was actually to DMX. Like I, I was telling Anthony this. Like my first vivid memory was being at Anthony's '92 Mazda. Was it a '92 Mazda, Anthony? Uh, it was actually a 91 okay. Mazda Protégé. A, bl- a blue one. It was blue. I remember yeah. being his Mazda. He had the automatic seatbelts when that was a huge thing back in the day. Yeah, that was a huge uh, insurance discount. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember him having, Joseph, the DJ Clue mixtape. He had that. Yeah, The yeah, professional. Yeah, no. and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and the one song that I just remember, I don't remember any of the songs of that mixtape, but the Rough Riders Anthem, the remix. And when I heard that, dun, 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 I was like, at eight years old, like, what the fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah. And just yeah, hearing, you know, drag on going in and hearing all the rough ride and then hearing obviously DMX's verse, it was just, it, you you like went to like another place. You know, it was like, this is, what am I hearing yeah. right now? And so I it's, used to like yeah. listening to DMX. I used to blast DMX and then uh, start doing uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> wrestling moves on me. I remember this very clearly. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that angel. You know, he would always ask me to, to play that song. And you know, after a while, you get tired of playing the song. And I'm like, all right, I get it. You know, you want to, you want, you like that beat. But I'm thinking, he's eight years old. After he passed, you, you start thinking like, did he understand what they were saying, or was because yeah, right. because you know, he was spit the drag on verses though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, we're the drag on That's funny. He, he was saying that. He would recite that. That's true. That's crazy. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I, so I clearly, you know, maybe I should have been listening to that, or any of us. Maybe Anthony, he was of age, no. right? But like, 
that was what it was. That and Anthony, I'm gonna go to you now because now we're gonna yeah. get a little bit more granular. What was New York City like for you growing up? You were born in '78, so you grew up in the you know you can remember the late '80s, early '90s, mid '90s, yeah. late '90s. What? Because it's way different than it is now, obviously. So what was that uh, like? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was very different. I mean, obviously, you know, it was. Well, I remember that I grew up in a house, or an apartment house, uh, right across the projects. Mm. And, Which projects? Which projects? It was um, right across um, Pennsylvania. I don't remember. Actually. Pink houses? The, the pink houses? No, not, it wasn't pink. I think it was, probably was pink houses. <clears throat> it was right towards that. You know, we always stood on the same side of Brooklyn. We never really I think that's the uh, pink houses, explored. I think. Yeah, yeah. there was right, there was a house right across the projects. And, and that's where we, I, we lived there for a couple of years. But no, Brooklyn, you know, it was it was tough. And then going to school and then, you know, it's, it's just the atmosphere was different. Everything was very rough. There was not much of a, I wouldn't say it was a loving experience as far as like they were trying to really educate you. Your education really, unfortunately, either came from the streets or or came from whoever was at home. Mm-hmm. And you know, and for us, you know, a lot of us can speak to that. Who who was at home was our grandfather, Papa, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. That's and you know, and our uncles, you know, Pete, you know, Tia Fjord, like you know, that's who was the, and, and our grandmother who just turned ninety. Father, you know, and our grand, that's right, and my mom, you know, pushing us to go to church, and you know, that was that was the life. It was you know, either you know, you were either in school, you know, trying to deal with the craziness of that, you know, people. You know, wanting to do whatever they want to do, you know, fights, constant fights. Uh, I, I mean, I go back. You guys will never know this. When people want to steal the patch on the back of your pants. Wait, what patch did you have? What do you mean, what patch? <laughs> Dude, I had a, a pair of Lee. Lee pants. L-E-E. I don't even think they make them. I had a dude chase me all around the 214 playground for wow. the patch. It took him a while, but he finally got it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Now, Joseph, yeah, Joseph. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph, so now, you know, I, I, Anthony set the stage for like the early 90s. Now, obviously, you're, you're, how old are you in 98, Joseph? You were 14? Uh, yeah, around there. All right. So you were, you were going to high school, you know, finishing middle school and going to high school. What influence? Did you know hip hop have for you in that more? You mentioned Stone Cold. So fun fact: those that don't know, Stone Cold, famous wrestler. I told Joseph this when Dmx passed. Anthony, I don't know if you knew, Stone Cold and Dmx actually have the same birthday. <laughs> like, so, wow, that's yeah, that's random. Yeah, it's very random, but it makes sense that Joseph. I just said that he idolized both of them. You know, just like, <laughs> Joseph being the rebel that he is, idolized Stone Cold Steve Austin and Dmx, some loud mouth people, right? Sobs. So Joseph, yeah. what influence did hip hop have for you during that time? Huge, bro. I mean, during that time, that's when I actually started getting heavy into like hip hop and kind of learning how to, you know, create my own my own sound, my own music. And um, crazy impact. The culture was. I mean, it still is a big part of my life. You know what I mean? Right. And and who was the one you were listening to the most during that time? That was a lot of people. Um, maybe Nas the most. I mean, mm. DMX too, but 
Probably Nas. But it was just so many, so many rappers during that time that were actually popping, you know, hot, right. hot music. You know what I mean? So Right, right. So, so I guess I have a question for both of you because obviously, you know, it's like, oh, this song is good, right? But as most of you, as both of you know, and for those that are listening, like, I, I wouldn't consider myself a hip-hop connoisseur like Anthony and maybe Joseph are, but I'm one that I like lyrics. I, I like word, lyrical wordplay. That's why one of my favorite hip-hop artists you got is Lupe Fiasco, right? And that's why, like, I also like Nas, right? Like, his last album was dope, King's Disease. Like, I like lyrical wordplay. I don't like, you know, we'll get into the what's happening now, but, you know, I don't like that, you know, things that don't make sense. I like pe- things that have double entendres, you know, double meanings and stuff like that. So what was it about hip hop in itself, in the music itself, that you really took out of it? Was it the beat? Was it the lyrics? That's for both of you. Um, well, for me, it was always the lyrics. Um, I was always, because, ha- you know, you got to understand, at, at that, when I was young, around, let's say, like, 12 years old, whatever, I really didn't understand what they were saying, like, the lingo and all that. Right. So once once I started getting it, it was a rap. It was just straight-up lyrics for me. Yeah, and, I, and, the, and the crazy thing is that, you know, I'm going to say people forget, but the, the impact that, you know, music in general, but hip-hop, really, the, the how much they influence everything that you do in your life like down to how you talk how, how you dress you know you know how you how you walk it, it's just it's just crazy you know it, it, music is you know it, it's it's so powerful right like, right it, it, it's life-changing right 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 like to think about yourself like if, if you and for whatever reason, they decided to take away music, and you can never listen to any music ever again. Maybe you might as well kill me. <laughs> what, what, kind, what kind of world? What kind of world would that be, right? No, but like, like hip hop. Like right. I go back to like, um, you know, in the mid nineties, where I kind, you know, where I became, you know, a hip hop head. Let's call it right. Where mm-hmm. like that's all I really wanted to listen to. You know, it was it was crazy. It was it was life changing when I when I heard you know Nas as Illmatic. You know, the 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 storytelling was just ridiculous and really really I'll, I'll tell you a funny story of of hip-hop like that like that really changed it but i think what really put it over like the map for me right. was when wu-tang uh until the 36 chambers came out i remember this vividly I is that, is that an it, al- is that their album yeah that's the first okay. album that's okay. the first wu-tang album okay i remember when vividly when it came out it was a cassette tape i bought a cassette tape I bought it uh, that Saturday. I wasn't able to listen to it that night. We were going to Manhattan to watch the Heights. Shout out to watch the Heights. <laughs> and uh, instead of listening to Dominican uh, Perico Ripial music, I put on my headphones and I, I jam- <laughs> and I jammed out to that whole album the entire stay there. Wow. Like, that's all I did. <laughs> and, and, and that was it. Like, after that, I was hooked. Like, it was just crazy. Like, that whole album was, like, that's, like, another level of just ridiculous of, of, of storytelling, how, how that really puts you into a whole different universe, really. Like, when you listen to that album, especially at a young, you know, you're very influential, you, you know, you're going to be easily influenced. I wouldn't say easily, but, you know, you're just, you're, right. you're growing up. So you're just picking stuff up, and you're like, oh, it's, it's, it was just crazy. Yeah. You guys said a lot of like great things, and Anthony, you mentioned like this influence that hip hop had on all our lives, and it's and it's kind of wild that as of most things in life, you reminisce about these things after someone passes, right? All right, 
So now yeah. DMX. Just very quickly, where were you when you found out and what went through your mind immediately when you heard DMX pass? Obviously, it was saying he was in the hospital. What was going through your mind? Joseph, I'll start with you, Joseph. So a part of me was disappointed, but another part of me was like, you know, kind of thinking like this man been through a lot already in his life. He had a lot of troubles, you know, personal demons. And, and I think he was always going to battle himself till the day that, you know, he was going to pass. And it was mixed emotions like that, you know. Speak more to it. What do you mean disappointed? Like disappointed in him? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Like disappointed in the fact that wishing he could have done better for himself. But at the same time, if, you know, when you listen to his music, he talks about that. He's straight up about all the pain that, that he had or whatever, all the demons that he was fighting. Right. So a part of me was like, you know what? It was his time to go and maybe for the better. Mm, mm. Anthony? Yeah, it, it was um, it was difficult when you heard the news. I mean, when you first hear the news that, you know, obviously to this day we don't really know exactly right. what, what happened. I mean, the, the only thing we do know is that he's no longer here. So what happened, you know, when I heard the news, it, it, I was obviously sad, you know, it sucked, you know, losing all these people, you know, not including, you know, everybody that passed away in 2020. Right. And now we're here in 2021. And, you know, we it feels like it's just a continuation, right? Just just more more bad news, more sad news right. on, on, on a daily basis. So it's hard because, you know, you think about, you know, the, his music uh, on, on what it meant, you know, to me personally, you know, like what the type of what he introduced you know, his, the way he introduced his music to me, it was just different. You know, his whole style, his whole flow was just different. Like when, you know, you go from listening to, you know, Wu-Tang and Biggie and Nas and Jay-Z, like if, I'll give you an example, like Nas and Jay-Z, they're very similar flows, right? When it comes to the wordplay and how they put lyrics together. Right. And, and a Biggie. But then you bring a person like DMX, just he's like, I'm going to take that whole style, I'm going to, put it on his head. I'm going to do something completely different, but I'm still going to hit you with lyrics. I'm still going to hit you with beats. Like, I was actually thinking about that, like how how he, his style, he was able to hit you with lyrical songs, like masterpieces, like that are just, you know, too many to, you know, just start naming off the top of the head. Right. But there's one, uh, the prayer ones, those those are ridiculous. Yeah, those, all the, all, those I all, think all people the, forget sometimes. Yeah, okay. like all, all the features that, that he did were all, you know, they were on point on top of that. And then he also had club bangers that, you know, you, when you have a club banger and you are a rapper, like, that's <laughs> right. it. Like, you, you, you set for life. Like, right, right. His, his joints are going to play in the strip club from here to forever. Right, right. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, like that's not a lot of rappers that could do that. Like, and, you know, you, it's only a handful of those. And speaking to that, I, was telling, I don't know if you guys know this fact, though. He's he's the only rap. I think him him and Nelly are the only rap rappers, raptors, are the only rappers to go platinum in the first three albums. 
which like at that time it was the first rapper to ever do that. So again, talking about like Anthony mentioned way earlier, the 9899 summers, like he's putting out music consistently too, right? He's not like, all right, here's one album for five years. No, here's an album, here's another album, and here's another album. And as he said, all this different stuff. You have, like you said, the prayer interludes, the the lyrical wordplay, the ridiculous beats, and then the club bangers. Like that, and again, it appealed to mass people. Like I send you guys this video, and if you guys are listening right now, just search DMX Woodstock 99. And you're going to see a scene that is like out of this world. Like literally it looks like it looks like over 100,000 people at at Woodstock listening and like 99% white people bumping to all the DMX, like doing mosh pits is like is bananas. It's so wild how, you know, the like you said, the, the cultural icon that was DMX and that people forgot because obviously after like the early 2000s, he wasn't really making music like that. Right. So it's, it's kind of crazy how like. Anthony. Well, he was probably locked up. Or right, right, rehab, right, right, exactly you know? right. So, and, and you, yeah. I, I'm glad you mentioned that, just the personal demons, because I don't know too many artists that go to the death like DMX went. Like, I told Joseph this was the first time, Anthony. I, I've never heard Slippin' before. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, if I did, I forgot it. And when hearing it now, and I heard it the day he died, I'm not going to lie to you. I teared up a little bit. That shit was crazy. Yeah. Like, hearing him talking about his actual life and seeing literally life imitating art and vice versa is really spooky in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like, really yeah. wild that he was able to be so... And Joseph, you guys to be being so in tune with who you are. Like, he knew what he was, yeah. and he was real about that to the 100th and 10th degree at all times. And that's why, yeah. that's why he was able to, uh, able to surpass these, these artists that were already popping at that time. He just brought that raw energy, you know, just pure authentic that nobody really had at that time. No, I mean you gotta you gotta go back and, and think about how let, let's call it, you know, the, the the freshman that freshman class, right? Where you have people like like DMX, let's call it the mid nineties, right? You got DMX, Jay Z, Big Pun. You got all these, yeah. you know, lyrical, ridiculous rappers out. And you know he Jay Z appears on DMX's album. Like granted, sure they're on the same label, mm-hmm. but that didn't that didn't right. fly like that. That wasn't just the the norm like that. You know that was obviously out of respect, out of respect, out of the out of his you know skill level, his his talent, mm-hmm. you know what he brought, what he brought to the table, and like and you could get glimpses of that. You watch the documentary backstage. Which that's ridiculous. That actually will actually paint a, will show you a glimpse of how it was for music. Obviously, it's just gonna focus on you know Rockefeller Records and Def Jam Records, but you know right. that's what that's who was running it back then. And and mm. those late years, that's the label that you know had it all. They had all the artists, and they took took over everything. Right, right. And so to end this segment on DMX. Joseph, what's gonna be your lasting memory of the? And obviously, his his legacy will live on through his music, right? That's the great thing about music is that shit is yeah. timeless. So what? But what's gonna be like your lasting memory or like favorite hook off of DMX or favorite song? What what, what would it be? Ah, uh, that's tough, bro. I mean, <laughs> that's that's a hard question. That's why I asked it. <laughs> but um. <laughs> I think one of my favorite favorite songs is uh, "We Don't Give a Fuck" featuring the Locks. Um, 
That that's, that's a, a dope. That's a classic right there. Um, I'll pick that one just you know off yeah. the top. But then you got tracks like Omen, where he he switches it up and it it's a lot, bro. It's a <laughs> lot, Anthony. Yeah, I mean, like it's. I mean, he has so many ridiculous songs. I mean, but if I had to like pick one, you ask me right now, right. it's probably right here. Because mm. I, I mean, just if you listen to that song, that's gonna get you amped to fight a whole neighborhood. <laughs> you, 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 you play that song, and you're just ready for whatever. We right here. Yeah, we don't don't play that song anywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean that's ridiculous. Like you hear that, and it's over. If I see Angel and that song is playing, <laughs> he knows what's gonna happen. Save it for the family reunion. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, and I would say it obviously. I'm gonna sound like a real, like a real casual. You guys are naming, you know, probably stuff in in, in you know track eight on his album, right? Um, but. I'm still going to go with the first song that I heard, right? Like I said, like I mentioned earlier, I have to go, and I'm not even going to go with the original Rough Riders anthem because, like, he even said it himself. I listened to the interview. He's like, I don't like the beat. Uh, this shit was, you know, simple lyrics. Like, you know, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> you know? So, and he's right because if you listen to the Rough Riders anthem, his his verse on, on that song when he's just doing it is not super mind-blowing, right? It's, no. not, it's very yeah. simple lyrics, you know? <laughs> like we busting grapes. Yeah. Like, that's not... That's, it's not so crazy lyrics are the going. Energy, like, There's the energy though, real. right? You can feel it. But but like I, but what I love about the remix is because you hear literally the whole Rough Riders and and you hear you, know, you hear Jada kiss, you hear Dre, you hear Eve who's fucking you know murdered that shit. Then you hear DMX at the end, and his verse at the end to me is iconic, better than any verse he had on the on the original song. You know what I mean? And that's the first song I, I vividly remember hearing, and that has obviously the most nostalgia and the most. You know, memory tool will be that one. But I also like, of course, you know, like now Slippin' is like probably my second favorite because I was fucking deep and personal that song is. But all right, rest in peace, DMX, and obviously his legacy will live on forever. Yes, sir. Now yes, let's sir. go into hip hop today. What do you think about the state of hip hop today? I saw with the youngest, Joseph. <laughs> I, I mean, at first, when, uh, when the transition started, I wasn't feeling it, to be honest. I thought it was trash. When did the transition started? When do you think that happened? Um, when the South, when rappers in the South took over, that was like mm. 2015, around there, I think. Um, at first, I thought it was trash. Now, I must with it. I mean, it's a lot of club bangers and you still have a lot of artists um now that they might not have that you know they don't they don't attack it so lyrical but they could get you know to that level but at first i'll be honest i wasn't feeling it but now you know it's all right who who were some rappers in the, in the south during that time that uh, that you uh, think of when you mentioned that well at that time at that time it was more like uh snap music you know you had like uh, the Yin Yang Twins. You had uh, um, Nelly. You had uh, what's their name? Um, uh, can't remember. But you know, it was a lot of dancing involved. Like, like the guys was just. It was more dancing and videos rather than you know rapping. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they just wanted to make 
a simple hook, and that's it. As long as it's a banger, that's it. So they didn't really care too much about their wordplay. Mm. Anthony? Yeah, I mean, hip-hop today, I mean, I, I really can't speak on it too much because I barely listen to it. Like, it, it, it really there, there's your answer, folks. That, yeah, it has to be something like um, something crazy that intrigues me. Like, if it, I mean, if it's, a, if it's a sick beat, you you have my attention. Right. And then, if you're not saying nothing after that, then I just move on. I'll just, you know, play something old and call it a day. <laughs> but other than, I mean, the the, the, the problem with hip hop today is that one, you know, we go back, kind of touch back a little bit on DMX and all these other people, you know, they were, when they told you a story, you know, nine out of 10 times, this was their real life. They weren't lying. They weren't doing it for clout or, you know, likes or, or whatever. Like, you know, DMX told you his life story all about his pain, not not for anything other than just to, to tell you about it. Mm. You got you got rappers now that you know they want they they tell you all this stuff just because you know I, I want to be popular. You got guys like you know Takashi Six Nine <laughs> rapping, claiming all this stuff, and you know look look where it's at. Right. Let's not I even mean, talk about that guy. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's just that, that's a terrible thing. You know, like that that's that's what rap is now. Like you got guys. I mean, okay, let's say um. I mean, I couldn't even tell you. I mean, the only guy that I that I listened to, I listened to his song like back to back is that um, that CJ guy with the whoopee. because that beat is crazy. Uh, yeah, the, the beat, beat is fire. Yeah, I, I, I listened to that, but other than that, I I couldn't even tell you. I mean, see, like, see, that's a, right. You got those type of artists, and then you got artists like um, Little Baby, where they can take it there to uh, like real real life shit that they talk about you know what I mean and you can appreciate that now but um you know I mean the, the, the gimmicks those... I don't you know the gimmicks are, uh you could you could you could tell and what and like I'm gonna age myself and I don't care <laughs> like but I can't tell the difference between the baby or little baby Right. Like just I don't know either though. I don't know either to be honest. Just call yourself baby number one and baby number two. And let's end it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well like pick a name, man. Like let's be more creative. That's what I'm saying. If you can't be creative with your with your name, how are you gonna be how are people gonna think that you're creative when it comes to rap? Right, right. That's the thing though, they don't you know it's not what sells. It's just something very simple for you to, you know, remember. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, you know. It's so, so I yeah, do want to say, right, like, like, obviously, that, like you said, I, I agree. Is there, and I don't listen, honestly, I don't listen to that much hip-hop either, like, now, as far as, like, you know, what's what's relevant. Because you said, like, I know it's like, well, Lil Uzi Vert, right? The Baby, Lil Baby, I don't know, other babies. But, you know, there's, you know, these people, <laughs> these people that are out there, right, that, you know, that I don't listen to. And, you know, you might consider them... You know what people might call mumble rap. I'm not sure if they are. If those that listen to them, I'm not sure if they are. But when I think about hip hop today, I think about mumble rapping, right? And if like if I can't understand you, why am I gonna listen to you? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> if if oh, I can, I can, I can, t- I can yeah. tell you why because yeah. nine out of ten times the beat is fire. Right, that's just a good point. And mm-hmm. you will hear that on the radio or even you know clubs or whatever. So yeah, right, right. You but, can yeah. hear it. Yeah, but like, and I think that you talk about influence, right? And you, I mean. Obviously, we have to credit Anthony, right? Like, and the, the time that we grew up in. 
because Anthony yeah. put us on to what many people consider like you know the golden age of hip hop or you know real hip hop in the nineties, late nineties, talking about real experiences, and that's what we grew up listening to. So if you grew up listening to that, and that's what you consider to be like the the top tier, how you listen to something that's like below tier? I mean, you might listen to it for like, all right, I could, I, you know, I rock with the beat. But you're not going to listen to them multiple times, though. You know, maybe if it's, like, on the radio, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to turn the station. But you're not right. going to search for it, right? <laughs> you're not going to be like, right. yo, I got to put this album on right now. I got to listen to Little Baby right now, you know, well, you know, from beginning to end. That might not happen, right. right? So I think it's more, you said that, like, you know, our generation, this generation is like, let me get let me get the club hit. Let me get what's going to get me moving, right? Let me hear that cr- crazy beat. I don't care what they're saying. As long as this shit sounds fire, as long as they got a good flow. And I think they do have good flows, right? I think the flows are interesting that go with the beat, right? That makes it kind of catchy. So, um, but then there's other artists. You have J. Cole. You have Kendrick Lamar, right? So you have people that I consider are like, you know, obviously real hip-hop artists and people that are that are lyrical. What are your thoughts on J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar in general or other people like them? I mean, I think uh, J. Cole, uh, yeah, J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar, that's just, they, they, you know, they, it's kind of like they, they grasped the old school and they brought it to the, to the new school. Mm. Like, they, they took that kind of same idea and, you know, brought it brought it to the youth, which is awesome. You kind of, you know, if you want, if you like, you know, if you're a young person, you're like, nah, I can't listen to Nas because he's too old. Right. But I can, you know, they'll be like, all right, but I can mess with Kendrick and I can mess with J. Cole because they're more, you know, my speed. Right, right. So that that that's fine. I mean, as long as you're getting, you know, some type of information. I mean, with, with your music, it, it it all can't it all can't be um, how tight my pants are or how low my pants sag. It just can't be all about that or how much how much lean I, mean, I drink or how my how many pills I pop. <laughs> yeah, or how tight your pants are. Yeah, like like let's you know let's step it up a little bit. Yeah, but you know, you, you can't blame them either. You know what I'm saying? Like we, everything is is changing. Just you know, yeah. in in the world period, and I think the hip hop culture is adapting to it. The hip hop, you know, evolution is real. So this is where we at. Yeah, and right. um, yeah, I mean, I mean some people is. that you guys, I mean, for those listening, whenever I hear like a hip hop song that I really, I really fuck with, I send it to Anthony and Joseph. Because I want, I'm like, yo, listen to this. So, of course, like, I like Logic. A lot of people don't like Logic. I think Logic is a real hip-hop artist. I think he's lyrical. I think he has good beats. I'm like, Joseph, man, I wish you would have spit on this beat. Or Joseph, he reminds me of you. And then I'm like, yo, Anthony, check this shit out. And, of course, Anthony's like, you know, the hip-hop head, you know, get off my lawn kind of person. He's like, that's all right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, it, it, I'll be honest. It's, it's hard, man. It's, it's hard to impress me when it comes to... <laughs> Two lyrics, because you know I, I've been spoiled. I, I I've been spoiled. I've seen I seen the best. I you know I heard the best. So it, it's hard <laughs> to mess with with weak lyrics, and you know I just can't do it. I, I don't have time to waste like that. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, but you but uh, Joseph, obviously, do you feel like when you listen to like artists today, and feel like I listen, Joseph, like he said, he did rap before, he performed before, and like. We're not saying it's because he's our brother, but I remember Anthony saying, like, Joseph actually could spit. Like, he has yeah. nice lyrics. He has actually songs that if I would listen to. If he had a shit on Apple Music right now, Joseph, I'll be pumping your shit right now. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. you know, it's good. is is actually, you know, stuff, again, what influenced him and what we listen to. So, of course, we enjoy it. And he obviously put that into his own style and stuff like that. So, Joseph, do you see anybody today that you feel like you could relate to as far as, like, man, you know, if I was still writing, yeah, I would write like that, or that's something I would talk about in, like, a song or, like, themes? 
I think when it comes to like my style of of music, um, I could compare myself to a J. Cole. Mm. Um, but as of like right now, these artists right now that are popping, I I really can't can't relate. Mm. You know? So I, I don't see myself talking about like Anthony was saying, like, you know, sipping lean and this and that or whatever, you know what I mean? I ain't popping no pills either, so I ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's <laughs> good to know, good to know, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> so it's different, it's that, you know. But when it comes right. to that, that that's kind of relevant will be like a J Cole type of artist. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and I think it's funny because you know music. It also depends, you know, where you are in your life. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right. the, the the youth, the young people are gonna listen because you know the, to these young, these little babies and the babies because that's where they are in their life. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? right, right, right. And that and that's fine. Right now I'm in life. You know, I need to talk. I need to hear somebody talking about investments and, and buying property. <laughs> like you, talk, you rapping about that? I'm right, gonna right. Right. You, you know, you're talking about how you... And that's you what know, Nas did, right? And Nas, his yeah, album, exactly. his latest album. Right, 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 you right. Gotta, you gotta evolve. You know, you gotta right. evolve. Because, you know, if you stay stuck, imagine if I if I was stuck listening to... And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking with a little baby right now. Yeah, motherfuckers will look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, I mean, it's like, so true. And, and, and like, you know, to give, I guess, perspective and to, you know, be, I guess, a little bit more fair is that like Anthony said, you know, we were spoiled or whatever, but it's like this is a, this is just the time, right? And Justin mentioned this, like can't get mad at them. This is what this is what the, their music is, right? And that's that's just what it is, and that's cool. And you know, they make they're making their money, they enjoy themselves. So you know, more power to everyone that's enjoy that enjoys their music, and the the artists that are making their money. Like you know, shout out to you. Um, all right, now let's we spoke about that. Now let's transition. I mean, for sure, just yeah. real quick. Yeah. For sure, when I see like what I consider corny rappers rappers out there, I'd be like, damn, shots. I'm pretty sure I had a chance. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, it's just, that's real because, it, I mean, it's just, it's too many. It's too many to list. Right, right, right. All right, now comes the final segment of the podcast. Some lightning round questions. Let's see how you guys do. I'll, uh, I'll let you know who goes first. All right, so favorite hip-hop album. Joseph, go first. Ooh, favorite hip hop album. Like you, you're on an Ill, island Ill right Matic. now. You got to put go it on. Illmatic. 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 The classic Illmatic. And shout out to Nas, who just who won a Grammy for his latest album, King's Disease. Great album. Yeah, so so obviously and finally, right, exactly. So it goes to show that you know recognizing this dude's fucking fifty years old, but he's able to win a Grammy for his hip hop album. But yeah, Anthony. Favorite rap album is. It's gonna have to be Nas. It was written. Hmm. That that was after Illmatic. Yeah, that was after Illmatic. Illmatic was now, the boy, yeah, Anthony. Uh, ninety two, ninety three. I want to say. And it was written was what ninety five something like that. No, that was like ninety six. I okay. think ninety six, okay. ninety seven. All right. So both of you pick Nas. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Um. Who do, who do you pick? <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. it's, you know, it's, I I really can't say Why honestly. <laughs> Listen, don't you dare bring Juan Luis Guerra into this conversation. Alcelin Joseph, the day that Juan Luis Guerra passes away, which hopefully not another oh, fifty boy, years, man. I will be crying like a fucking baby. I'll be crying like <laughs> little baby, dub baby, all the babies. <laughs> no worries, we're not, no one's gonna tell you. Yeah. 
We're gonna put you away somewhere. You never know. Honestly, I can't. I, that's a really. I, I I honestly can't tell you. I can't tell you. Uh, like a, a hip hop album. I'm. Oh no. I. You guys are gonna call me crazy, but like an album that I've actually listened to, like front to back, and that I really really fuck with, is uh Lupe Fiasco uh Drogas. That's the 2018 album he has. I just really right. love, I love Lupe Fiasco. Choice, but okay. Oh my! Yeah, you, have you heard the album? <laughs> nah, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, gr- ama- just amazing fucking album. Like lyrical wordplay. I just I really fuck with Lupe Fiasco. I, I love that dude. All right, that that's gonna be my favorite album. I had to pick one. Um, but obviously it's a lot better than that. But <laughs> um, all right, next question. Top five MCs. You don't have to go in if any no right. no, uh, no. You have to go in order. You actually have to go in order. You gotta make it tough. In order. Anthony goes first. Right. Justin went first the last time. Anthony. Um, <laughs> top five. Uh, I guess I'll put Big Pun number five. Uh, Jada Kiss number four. Hmm. I mean, just as far as lyrics, I guess I uh, two part three. Uh, no, no, no. Change that. Uh, I'll give Jay-Z three, Biggie two, Nas one. Joseph. That's fair. I got Fabulous at number five, Jadakiss at number four. Uh, gotta put DMX at number three. I'll take, um, I think I'll go with Nas at number two. And I go with Biggie number one. All right, all right. Um, I I, I wouldn't say any order. I'll say five. Alpha, I'll just get DMX, Lupe, um, Jay Z. Jay, yes, Lupe Fiasco. Uh, okay. uh, Jay Z, um, Eminem, Nas. That's good. I respect that. All right. Um, now next question. So you have to choose one song. And wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's more. You have to pick one song, one hip hop song to listen for the rest of your life on repeat. What's wow. that song and why? On Joseph. Repeat. Joseph, go first. On repeat. Yep. <laughs> I'll listen to uh, One Mic. Oh, that's good. Mm, Nas is One Mic. All right. Anthony? I will have to pick uh, Nas The Message. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do a. Uh, this one's gonna be a little different question. We're gonna wait, give. Wait, wait. How about you? Which you got it? You got it. Yeah. Oh my god! The, uh, <laughs> Listen, I'm the host. <laughs> <laughs> this is the lightning round. Right, yeah, I, this is the first time I've been asked to be part of the, the, the lightning round. Um, I would say, <laughs> I would say, you. I, I mean, Joseph, you know, I fuck with the song and the Lupe Fiasco mural. That song, Joseph, back me up with the mural. mural. Okay. That song, oh, lyric mural. mural. Yeah. Seven yeah. minutes of just straight lyricism. Nine. Oh, I can't do that. Stop. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. I ain't got time for that. That's, that's too much. <laughs> that song is fine. I'll say, I'll say Lupe's he, uh, Lupe's He did go zero. off on that one, though. He did. He yeah. Um, got to that by three and a half minutes. <laughs> Listen, it's all repeat the rest of your life. Wait, time was a little bit fast. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Now, this is going to be a little different question, a little different lightning round. Um, I'm going to describe both of y'all. Right, as being you know, in relation to obviously you guys being my brothers, and then you guys gotta describe uh, me and each other. Got it? 
Alright, so I'm gonna go, I'll go first. I'll go. I'll go first. A description. Okay. All right, and then and then we just and then we describe you and and each other exactly like you, Joe. Uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Right, I'll go first. So Joseph, I will describe Joseph as the rebel of the family. Uh, the the person that goes wow, to the, thank you. <laughs> the person that goes to the beat of his own drum, um, and someone that is. I don't want to say that my other ones are not not authentic, but Joseph, I feel, is like to another level of like keeping it real, and yeah, that's why maybe we'll keep it real goes wrong, but not. But Joseph always been always been very authentic about who he is, and I've always respected that as an older brother. Anthony, Anthony is the sage. The sage in the family. Anthony's who you go to. We need wisdom. We need advice as as the el- as the oldest brother. He holds that position now. He's probably the calmest out of all of us. <laughs> so that's how I would describe you. Go ahead. Good. I'm gonna use two words. First, I start with Anthony. Uh huh. One word each. Anthony is Gandhi, <laughs> and Angel is pretty much the pain in the ass. <laughs> That's what I gotta say about that. That's four words. I should have done one word. That's a, that's a good one, Joseph. I should have done one word. God damn, you should have been the host. Fuck. All right. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> Anthony, one word, Anthony, or you can just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be something. <laughs> oh, man, that's that's actually a tough one. I guess that's a, a, a really good question. Yeah, you should probably that. save that for, for the family reunion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we okay. can do it at the family reunion, then we can record. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be fucked. <laughs> Nobody's feelings are gonna get hurt that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, no. If I have to describe Joseph, I have to say, you know, Joseph is uh, just like you know. Obviously, all my all our our family, all of us, we're, we're, we're loyal. But Joseph, you know, he he does. He he's a very loyal guy. You know, he he holds it down, and he is a person, you know, who who will, like Angel said, kind of beat up his own drum and. Not he's not a follower. He is. He is. He does have leadership qualities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and um, if I had to describe Angel, Angel is a person. I would probably say he is an, an adventurer, uh, a, a person who's always seeking education. Kind of bring it back to your podcast. So, ah, I like that. I appreciate that. Yeah, person seeking education, and you know, like. You know, not gonna, not gonna follow the path. You're gonna set your own path. You're not really gonna follow the path that's set for you necessarily. You're gonna go on your own path. You're gonna be like, all right, you set this path for me this way, but I'm gonna go that way. And I'm gonna, gonna go abroad. Still, yeah, he's gonna <laughs> go abroad. There you go. That's the podcast. He's still, be, he's still gonna be fine. <laughs> and, and, Damn, that was way necessary. Just, just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit your answer out. Just, that's okay. <laughs> Nah, I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. Answers, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Straight to the point over here. And I'm just going to close it out by saying that obviously this is was probably, this is a historic historic episode, having both of y'all on. And we don't say this enough, and if anyone listening, that obviously everyone that has, a, that has family, right? Never forget to say that you love your family. So Joseph, I love you. Anthony, I love you. You guys are the best older brothers, including Anthony, Gabriel, and Mike. <laughs> the, best, <laughs> the best older brothers a younger brother could ask for. You guys have been a huge influence. I mean, if you guys have taken anything away from this, is the fact that both of them have been a huge influence on my life 
and of course Joseph Anthony's been a huge influence in Joseph's life. So it's like that's the way it works, right? Like the, the, the chain. Hey, man, I appreciate that, man. You know, I, I like you a lot too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I love you guys. And this was dope. Yeah, this man. was dope. This was dope. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's 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 important, you know. Obviously, you know, not not to go too deep, but you know, we do come from a family. That we obviously we do love each other, but we we don't express it in words. We do express it in actions, but we do we don't. It's for you know whatever the reason you will, you will have to sit with a team of psychologists to figure it out. But for, for whatever reason we don't, we have a, it's difficult. We do, like I said, we do we show it in actions, but it is you know it's difficult. So for, because of that, I, I can't say. It. Right, so so be, being being that's what was just said, let's end it with with expressing that love, bros. I love you guys. Love you too, love you. bro. I hope you enjoyed that episode, that very very special episode, my brothers Anthony and Joseph. Um, just great to talk to them and have them on the podcast. I know most of you are like, what does that have to do with Living Color Abroad? Well, guess what? It's my podcast. So <laughs> I could talk about and have whoever I want on my podcast. And I wanted to have my brothers on. And I, that was always actually a, a thing that I wanted. And I just didn't know when or where. And this came to my mind. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, they're just, they're awesome people. Obviously, they're my brothers, right? <laughs> no, nah, but they're great. And um, yeah, I mean, so many great things. You know, it's always great to reminisce about, you know, the cultural impact that artists have on, right, on us as people and the masses, right? I mean, DMX, you know, just one of big for New York City and the U.S. all over the world, you know, recognized. Um, that's not, a, that's no small feat. And just hip hop, right? It's international. It's all over the world. So wherever you go, you're going to listen to hip hop. And so I think this is still relevant to <laughs> my podcast, and um, and yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want I don't want to say too much more. You guys heard a lot. Um, all I want to say is that I think it's important, as you guys heard at the end there. I really love that that ending. Is you know, always tell your family that you love them. That's a very big thing, as Anthony alluded to. <laughs> but the Rodriguez family is not so great at at expressing that. Um, too much so i'm glad that we were able to do that um because we do we do love each other and i know obviously most families out there you guys love each other maybe you don't say it enough and you know we live in crazy times we really do and you can't take anything for granted so i think it's super important that you know like i'm doing here i'm speaking to my brothers right <laughs> opportunity for them to hear their voice to hear their perspectives on on different things and uh, for them to hear mine and i just think that's such a beautiful thing and a, and a dope thing that um i would that I was able to have this episode. So yeah, just, you know, don't forget to spread that love. It's the most important thing that we got. And another thing you you guys might've noticed or not, I have a new intro and outro uh, track, right? A new, a new song for my podcast. Um, I think it was time. Um, I like this one a lot. Hopefully you guys do too. Um, and who knows? I'm going to switch it up every 60 episodes. We'll see it again <laughs> to keep things fresh. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Hopefully you like it. Um, you know, I like I like uh, jazz and hip hop. I love that mixture. It's just things I love. So hopefully you like this new this new track that I found. But yeah, and as always, you know what to do. If you like what you hear, please leave a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow me on Spotify and any of your other favorite streaming platforms. See you next week. This is Illumin Color Abroad. Peace.